the not very nice and anatomically inaccurate prophecies of Oh Lord Heal the Server. Newt For Want of a Sale by Atalan Read by Literarian Summary Sometimes you don't need a book of prophecy, you just need Newton Pulsifer in the right place at the right time to lend a helping hand. This is definitely not where Newt saw himself ending up in life, and he often thinks about how easily it might have gone another way. He could have just taken the tube instead of deciding to walk home after that botched job interview. He could have been looking at his feet instead of at the shop windows he passed. He could have ignored the help-wanted sign in the dusty window of the second-hand bookshop. He could have decided not to step inside and ask about it. Mr. Fell is the weirdest person Newt has ever met, even allowing for the fact that he's recently started spending time with a man who shouts about witches on a street corner. Newt's fairly certain at this point that the job ad was never supposed to bear fruit. He has no idea why Mr. Fell even posted it. He has even less idea why Mr. Fell hired him. It's been a remarkable success. It's the longest he's ever held a job. He hasn't sold a single book in two years and Mr. Fell has given him three raises for it. The bookshop has an old mechanical till that even Newt can't break. It has a gramophone with no digital parts and a telephone that still operates on analog principles. Mr. Fell has a computer in the back, but he only uses it once a year for taxes. He doesn't even keep his accounts on it, not really. He has a big, leather-bound ledger for that and just copies the numbers over every April. These days, he lets Newt fill in a lot of the line entries. Newt has quickly grasped Mr. Fell's business model, which is not to have one. He doesn't know why the man feels compelled to run a bookshop instead of, say, holding everything in a private collection. He certainly doesn't seem to be hard up for money, but it's clear that there are some sort of rules he plays by and that simply not offering his books for sale is not an option. The bookshop has an eclectic system of organization that Newt memorized within three days, and a careful tier system of which volumes may, under some circumstances, be permitted to depart in the grubby hands of customers. It turns out Newt is as good at selling books as he is at fixing computers, and for largely the same reason. His attempts to persuade someone to make a purchase cause smoke to come out of their ears and all higher functions to shut down as they beat a hasty retreat. Mr. Fell loves him. Especially since he discovered Newt's knack for combing through information and spotting patterns. Now Newt has two people on at him to cut clippings out of newspapers and keep an eye out for anything suspicious 
although Mr. Fell has not clarified whether he, too, is on the lookout for those uncommonly blessed with an abundance of nipples. It's all been going rather well, at least until the day Newt arrives for his shift and finds Mr. Fell day-drinking in the back room with his friend in the dark glasses. Newt's never sure what to make of Mr. Crowley. Everything about him simultaneously screams organized crime and amateur theatre, and Newt has no idea how to reconcile that. He and Mr. Fell spend about 80% of their time arguing, and Newt's still trying to work out if they've sworn a blood oath of vengeance against each other or if they're secretly married. They're not talking much today, and they both look rather grim. And wow, okay, Newt doesn't know much about whiskey, but he knows Mr. Feld's been saving the bottle, which is now half empty on the table between them. Uh, he says, is everything okay? Oh, Newton, Mr. Fell replies with a look of dismay. I forgot... My apologies, dear boy, but I won't be opening the shop today. I'll pay you all the same, of course. Mr. Crowley laughs at that for some reason. <laughs> Not that he'll have time to spend it, he mutters. Mr. Fell glares at him. Newt gives them both a worried look. He's never seen Mr. Crowley so despondent, and Mr. Fell has a certain nervous energy about him that normally results in a spontaneous reorganization of the philosophy section or a two-hour rant about people who dog-ear pages. Uh, anything I can do? Newt asks. Not unless you can track down an 11-year-old antichrist within three days. Mr. Crowley replies, folding his arms on the table and burying his head in them. He doesn't take his sunglasses off, which has to be uncomfortable. Someone wake me up when it starts raining fish. Newt blinks. Uh, Antichrist? Don't mind him, Mr. Fell sighs. It's been a trying morning for both of us. Newt considers letting it go at that and just getting out of there as both of them clearly want him to. But Mr. Fell is really, really weird, but Mr. Fell has also been very kind and genuinely seems to appreciate a number of Newt's talents that other people have dismissed as irrelevant to the modern world. They once spent an entire Saturday talking about historic accounting practices and methods of making tallies through history. Mr. Fell showed him how to use an abacus, which is unlikely to prove useful to Newt's future career, but was surprisingly soothing after a lifetime of watching calculators die under his fingertips. You need to find someone, Newt says. A, a child? Ah, yes, Mr. Fell admits. But he's... well, we don't really know where to start. But he's eleven years old. Yes, his birthday would be today. Could try the General Register Office, 
Newt suggests. Or the local one, if you know where he was born. Mr. Crowley's head shoots up so fast Newt is surprised he doesn't make himself dizzy. Tadfield, he says. He's looking at Mr. Fell rather than at Newt. Wait, you don't think... There could have been an extra baby, Mr. Fell replies breathlessly. Yes, that has to be it. So, Newton, you're saying that somewhere there's a list. But Newt's brain has been rebooting since Mr. Crowley said that name. Tadfield, he repeats. The weird Tadfield. He has their full attention. Or at least he assumes he has Mr. Crowley's full attention. His sunglasses are so opaque, Newt doesn't know how he can see anything at all through them. Weird how? Mr. Crowley demands sharply. Oh, well, you know how you wanted me to go through the newspapers, and I'd do the same thing for Sergeant Chadwell. Mr. Fell nods while Mr. Crowley makes a face at Shadwell's name. Newt still doesn't know how the two of them know Shadwell, nor why neither of them realized the other one did until one spectacularly awkward afternoon in Hyde Park. It didn't seem like a really big deal, but I kept noticing there was something really strange about the place. Newt goes on. Little things, like the weather's always perfect, you know? They built that new motorway 20 miles east of the original site so that the village wouldn't get extra traffic. Some guy was going to build a supermarket on the bowling green and he ended up donating all his money to wilderness preservation and retiring to County Cork instead. Mr. Feld's mouth forms a small O as he looks at Mr. Crowley. Reality distortion, Mr. Crowley says. Could he really just be right there? Mr. Fell breathes. Only one way to find out, Mr. Crowley replies, swinging to his feet with sudden urgency. But he'll be hidden from us. Anti-detection field thingy. Suspicion slides off him like whatever it is water slides off. Ducks. Newt supplies helpfully, if somewhat bemusedly. Ducks! Mr. Crowley exclaims with a grin that borders on the manic. He claps Newt on the shoulder. You, Mr. Pulsifer, are a man of hidden talents. Newt is torn between pride and a looming certainty that he's about to wish that Mr. Crowley wasn't quite so pleased with him. You'd better come with us, Mr. Crowley finishes, turning and striding towards the door. Mr. Feld's eyebrows shoot up. My dear, is it a good idea to drag a human into all this? Human? Newt thinks with some consternation. I don't see why not, Mr. Crowley replies, yanking the door open and jiggling his keys impatiently. This whole mess has been about humans from start to finish, after all. <sighs> I suppose you're right, Mr. Fell acknowledges with a sigh. Come along then, Newton, if you don't mind helping us about stopping Armageddon. Um, 
Right. Okay. Newt lets himself be herded towards the door. One question. Yes? Do I get paid overtime for this? <laughs>